wait, something we did not talk about is that you guys are from Kansas, right? Yeah, we're from yeah. Kansas. Yeah. Oh, wait, I, my boyfriend is from Kansas and he went to um, Shawnee Mission East. Andrew Goebel. Oh, he's a smeester. Damn. I've, done, I've done my research. <laughs> I know, I know who you're dating, Hunter, which actually leads me to my first question. This will be our little cold open. Okay, uh, okay. Since you feel oh, comfortable yeah. talking about your boyfriend, as someone who is dating a corn-fed Kansas City boy, how do you feel about, or what do you think Olivia Wilde is losing by opting for the watermelon sugar man? What do you think about that? Um, What is she losing? What is she losing with the Kansas City charm? I guess I'm biased here. Okay, I guess she's losing, um, what's the barbecue? Is it Arthur Bryant's? There's Arthur Bryant's. Q39. Joe's. Yes. What's the other one? Uh, Gates. Gates. Or he went to Arthur Arthur Bryant's. Maybe he hit both. He didn't want to seem, you know, he had to play both sides. Yeah, he made a political decision. Um, No, I think that's I think that's what shows is just like easy access to that. I have not watched um, Ted Lasso yet. I need to. Uh, Mm. We have a friend that keeps telling us to watch that. Supposedly it's good, but everyone I've been talking to is saying it's so good. Um, I mean, I'm sorry. I like between Jason's Vegas and Harry Styles, I'm obviously Harry Styles. Yeah, like, of course. Yeah. I mean, like... It's like no match, really. Like, he's Harry Styles. Right, he's uh, easy. Imagine being Jason Sudeikis. Uh, you know, he's Who, fine. honestly, has had kind of a glow-up over, like, the last... Really? Okay. I like, two years. He's, like, from when he was on SNL to, like, now, he's, like, become... He, like, has a skincare regimen now. Like, oh, he, like, stands yeah. now. Um, <laughs> I remember reading, I think it was either was like a GQ article about his glow up because they're like, damn, you look mm. good now. And he he mentioned something about, again, you know, not trying to police anything here, but he was like, I've stopped eating at 10. I only drink uh, <laughs> uh, clear alcohol now, you know. So oh my God. He was really on it. Yeah. Uh, so, all right. So I'm going to open up this episode okay. and kind of give some context to the listeners. So I'm going to kind of break the fourth wall. I think I already did with you, but I'm going to say, uh, I'm going to say Hunter, thanks so much for coming back on. Um, wait, that sounded cheesy. Okay. Let me say it again. (laughs) Sorry. I want to say Hunter Harris. Thanks so much for coming back on the pod today. Uh, especially in light of yesterday's anxiety inducing events. Um, I think longtime listeners will know that our most regrettable, shameful and painful moment on this podcast was losing the mythical, legendary Hunter Harris episode. Yeah. And, you know, we just want to say again how grateful we are that you're here with us, gracing us with your humor, your glow. Thank you for being here. It is uh, my privilege. I just, I like did put on concealer and bronzer for this tape because I wanted to come with my best face. Um. Unfortunately, I'm breaking out just due to stress, I'm sure. Yes. Yeah. I'm, well, I don't know that, but like all of us are, you know. Of, yeah. Like, it's we, weird if you have perfect skin right now because like there's a coup. There's a coup <laughs> yesterday. There was a coup. And you know what's really wild about that? I was telling Emilio about this. Like I was like, oh shit, is this going to go on for a few days? And then last night while doom scrolling, you know, seeing congress and the senate just like back to normal just talking mm-hmm. about it they're all like um yeah so that happened <laughs> i like kind of thought like oh shit okay i guess people are gonna just be posting again you know yeah. like, um oh my god is it the gif of jonah hill from this is the end when he's like something not that chill happened last <laughs> <time."> <laughs> <laughs> well, like, 
But actually, it's it's honestly, I think even more eerie that today yeah. feels like very calm and very normal, and like people did not just like fucking break windows yesterday to get inside to do literally nothing. Yeah, it was so like the response on Twitter, how quickly it went from like everybody freaking out to like just like memes pouring out was really, really, really shocking. I feel like that's the first time where it's so quickly just been like, everyone's like, oh, well, shit, yeah, like, I guess this is happening. (laughs) It's, like, so sad. It's, like, sad how, like, normal it feels. Like, yeah, we are all just, like, kind of tweeting through it. Yeah. What else is there to do? Um, Oh, man. It really is that Jonah Hill gif. Well, we need to get into this later because, I mean, last time we spoke to you, you have a folder on your phone of mm. just screenshots, screen caps of various media, movies, TV shows, things on the internet. And that's why you're able, you're armed and able to just command Twitter Seize the with, moment. with just these quick, just like graphic quips. And I'm, <laughs> we'll have to get into it later. Yeah. Um, but I think we should start off the podcast. Let the folks, who, if they don't know who you are, I don't know who the fuck they are. You know, like if they don't know you already, why are you even <laughs> listening to this podcast? But... For the folks who don't know you and don't know that you're a skin influencer, let's oh let's have them get to know you via your skincare. Let's let's drop the routine. Let's start yeah. with it because it's you know it always is changing. Especially especially I feel like the last thing I read about you, I think it was the into the gloss. That was kind of uh, a while ago, right? Yeah. So, so I think maybe my, your your product lineup might have changed. Yeah. Really? Honestly, yes, it has changed, um, mostly due to the Dewey Dudes. The last time I was on the pod, you guys gave me a little P50. Oh, shit. I was not a P50 girl then, had never used P50 on my skin. Mm, and now, yeah. I think once a week, we're more like using P50, which is crazy. Yeah. Um, and cheating on my preferred exfoliant of choice, which is Dr. Dennis Gross, mm-hmm. Ooh, yeah. um, which I do love. Um, but no, right now I'm doing... I'm cleansing with either the Dr. Nurse Gross Cleanser or the Neutrogena Oil-Free Acne Wash, which I've been using forever. And then I'll do either the P50 or I'll do um, the DDG. And then then I'm just like moisturizing with like, I was using this um, CauseRx Honey Ceramide Cream that is discontinued. Now I'm using like their Hyaluronic Acid, which is like fine. Mm-hmm. I'm looking for a new moisturizer. That's like the big takeaway. Um, and then... I did get, actually, let me go get it. I'll be back. One second. <laughs> Damn, P50 needs to cut us a check. Dude, they, those French fuckers don't even know we exist. Yeah. Um, okay. I got the, this, it's called Marie Lelou, but it's this like indica oil. It's like, this indica. is the most luxurious thing I actually, yes, I think it is the most luxurious thing I own in life. Um, it just feels so good on, and I don't like face oils and I never have. Um, they have another one for like morning time, but no, I'll use sometimes that oil at night if I'm feeling like super dry. Um, and then other than that, I'm using this Tretinoin 0.05% and then this, how do you say this word? Spironolactone. No, no, I that. Um, that's an oral medication. Uh, clindamycin. Cl- oh, I haven't heard of that. Gel. This is like some kind of like, it's like kind of like a benzoyl peroxide, I think. Okay. Um, but this is what I use when like I'm actually breaking out. Mm-hmm. Um, 
But yeah, it's like a pretty simple routine now. I I like really pared it all down during yeah. quarantine. I, I feel like that's what a lot of people have done. That that face oil looks so elegant. I feel like yeah, people have really refined the few things that they're using. It is, and like again, this is like the heaviest moisturizer that I like. Yeah, the heaviest moisturizer that I use, which mm-hmm. long. My skin is like very dehydrated, and then I've gotten one facial during all of this. With whom? Um. Uh, Sophie Pavitt. Oh, oh shit. She's going to be on the pod next week. Yeah. Oh, my, okay. So I've never met her. I okay. like honestly starstruck on your behalf. I think she's <laughs> so cool. I, um, I got the facial from her like associate who's mm-hmm. in his rape thing. And okay. it was like the chattiest facial I've ever gotten, which was funny <laughs> to me, um, like in a great way. And there was one thing that she did where she like, put this, um, like literally like a, like a mask over mm-hmm. my whole like shoulders up. And oh. I was wrapping like this little like plastic case, basically. Oh, it was so weird, but it was like also so, like hydrating, all these things. But mm-hmm. it was like a really good facial. So I was like, "Was that your favorite I, part of the facial?" Was it my favorite part? Yeah. Um, no, that was probably my least favorite part, just because I didn't know. <laughs> yeah, um, little cla- I would get a little claustrophobic. It's, it's just like it's been a while <laughs> since I've been like had like gotten a facial where like all of a sudden I'm like, "Oh shit, this is something that's never happened before." Like I don't know how to exactly. react. Like I exactly. know the steps, the common steps by now. I'm thinking of the the recent photo that come out of the coup of the guy in the hazmat suit. Is that what it was kind of like? You know, with the, the, the fishbowl? Yeah. It was that, except it was like literally plastic. So Whoa. like plastic, like like knock, like hard plastic. Um, and it was just like, and it had like this humidifier inside of it. So it was like kind of blowing Whoa. air, which kind of cough. And it's like, you know, when you cough during like coronavirus, <laughs> yeah. you're like oh fuck I'm like oh my god yeah <laughs> i promise you i'm healthy i'm like that um, felt a little deep yeah no um but the best part of the facial was probably just extractions i like mm. i'm gotten for punishment i love extractions and i didn't have that many which was good which i thought i would have way more well yeah. you know it's because of the p50 it's because of the p50 the ddg yeah yeah i still haven't tried p50 <laughs> I haven't either. Oh, we're, I think we're frauds. Yeah, we're frauds. I've gifted it to my sister, though. I gift it to people because I, I think, yeah, I give it to my mom. What's that look for? <laughs> she's like, damn, these guys are grifters. I'm it's about like, to. I'm know, about to. We know we're grifting. Time, I'm actually done. I thought I was among enthusiasts. Uh, how, how can you guys give me the you put on this skin and you don't even talk to Crazy. Hey, we know. We just you know we buy into the myth. The it's legend. like uh, it's it's like you know when fashion designers like they don't wear their own stuff. You know, yeah, they, that's how they it, have yeah. muses. They have muses. Like he created all the all these all the women we've gifted P fifty to. They are faces are canvases. Hey, that's like literally think your next meme is like all the women I've given P fifty to. Oh yeah. my god! It's I am like gonna a Netflix order special it. in the making. This weekend, I'm ordering it. Off of Rescue Paws. Wait, is Rescue Spa like open? Can you go like shop yeah, there? Yeah, dude, I had, it, I had it overnighted to my sister because I was like, oh, what do I get her for Christmas? But, <laughs> but she mentioned it. She mentioned it. She was like, yo, have you tried? Like, what do you think about P50? I was like, dude, it's mm-hmm. on my list. Everyone swears by it. I know what you want for Christmas. And then I gave it. She was so happy. So yeah. We're going to try it. We're going to make a video. That's what we're going to do. We're going to make video. a whole thing out of it. Take our virginity, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Knowing it was good or not. Um... <laughs> That is shocking. Anyway, um, no, it is crazy. I did not think it would like be. What was the thing that Emily Weiss from that's the woman from Glossier? She like, wrote this thing about how people do like is stinky. 
I yes. don't smell, I don't, I don't like get the smell of it, but it does feel like kind of like burning. Like sometimes I get red after I use it. Yeah. That's, um, that's what my sister said. She said exactly what you said. Like not stinky. Like she thought it was going to be. And she got, was red after. And so I think, yeah. I don't know where that came it from. Is, Maybe someone was really sensitive nose when they kind of started that myth. Yeah. That's what I've always heard. I'd always heard it was like going to be so stinky. And it really. Yeah doesn't really smell like anything maybe um, you had covid at the time yeah. i don't know maybe you're just like having chronic any- covid oh, chronic oh covid um but no yeah that's the routine now what are you guys using now oh i don't have a vitamin c if you have a vitamin c rack um i use this one from actually we both use kind of like pretty decent ones i have one from a uh, this company called timeless and it's kind of like a dupe of the SkinCeuticals vitamin C. So it's like, I think it's like 20 bucks. And it's really good if you're just looking for like a starter. Evan's using a Tatcha one, I think, right, Evan? Yeah, yeah I'm that guy, you know. Uh, yeah, I gifted used the, it to us, but it's good. The Tatcha Violet C, it's really good. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I think maybe we Ask or is that like the serum? That's the serum. It's a serum. Yeah. Yeah. They do have that Violet C radiance mask. They it's do. also very nice. I would always recommend that as a gift for, for anybody. You don't like masks? I don't like that mask. It oh, doesn't do it. Really? Man. It doesn't do it. Um, okay, no, sorry. To bring it back to Andrew, my boyfriend, he is obsessed with the Tasha water cream. The um The dewy skin the like the um no, it's like it's like their moisturizer. Oh, yeah, it's called yeah, yeah, I have seen it. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like blue. Loves that stuff. Tasha sent me some stuff and I was like, that was automatically his, which I don't I like a thicker moisturizer. I can't do yeah. it. Yeah. I like their, yeah, that's why I like their, like, dewy skin uh, cream, because it's a little bit thicker. It might be, ask Andrew if it's because of the fragrance, you know, because, like, I feel like it has this subtle smell to it that makes you, it feels yeah, like luxury. It smells so good. Yeah, it's really good. I can't even, like, I'm not good with scent. I need to have, like, we need to have Sable Young on again. And yeah, we really just do. to talk about scents, because I, I don't know, like. All I know is sandalwood, baby. Sand, you know, that, um. <laughs> I don't know, but I was going to ask you, because, uh, you know, you have experience in derma rolling, not doing it, but like receiving derma rolling. Um, I know a lot of people are interested in that, you know, if they've either DM'd us about it and like, I've never experienced derma rolling and maybe you could tell us what I'm in for when I try it next or when okay. I try it for the first time. This is something that I did when I was at my absolute most insane um, I ordered like an at-home derma roller and would, cause I thought it would like help my, like everything I use penetrate better. So I was like, okay, I'll try this out. I like watched a bunch of videos about it and you just have to like basically go like pretty lightly over like wherever parts of your skin, whatever. Um, and it worked for me, but apparently like if you, if it goes badly, it can like actually really scar your skin and like oh, just screw you up. So I didn't do it after that cause I got scared and I have gotten professionally done because there's this like this is like, okay, there's a dermatologist that I follow on Instagram who I really, really like, but she's very mean in a way that I find like hilarious. Um, an example of this is like one time she was like, she does he like ask me anything. And um, someone was like, what can I, like, is 25 too young to like start getting Botox? And at the time I was 25 and she was like, their body's already like started rotting. Like, oh, yeah. my God. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> you know? And I'm like, but I'm also like, this isn't exactly like what I want in my life. Yeah. Um, so that dermatologist who was black said that black women should not derma roll or like darker people, like darker skin tone should not derma roll because 
of like some, um, I don't, I can't remember what the, her reasoning was. Okay. I, I wish I would ask her, but every time I respond to her, ask me anything. She never chooses my question. Damn. Does she not who though? Does she not know who the fuck you are? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> um, but no, so I don't do roll anymore. The new thing that I want to do, the like the next wave I'm on, which I talked to Rachel at Sophie Pavitt about, mm-hmm. is um dermaplaning. Mm-hmm. With like derma rolling is like the spikes in the thing, right? Yeah. Dermaplaning is like the knife where they like like take off like the peach fuzz off of your face basically right. that's what i was confusing for a second yeah. even though we've memed it like dermaplaning <laughs> but like really i was confusing derma, i was like all right derma rolling yeah that's that's you do that yourself dermaplaning planing right yeah is with you peach fuzz. Both yourself i've oh, seen shit. i've seen girls on instagram dermaplaning their face but I'm, there's like no way i'm taking a knife like literally a scalpel yeah. on face um that oh one my god but no i want to do dermaplaning um my roommate who is like with her family in Atlanta right now, she got it done there. And she was like, it, it's like such, it makes you so glowy, but then your peach fuzz on your face grows back. And then it's like. Does it grow back uh, thicker? Is that a myth? No, that that's a myth. It doesn't grow back thicker. That's good. It's like a super fine hair anyway. Um, mm-hmm. But but yeah, I think if I like, if we ever make it out of the pandemic and I ever have like, an event to go to, then I'll drum a plane before oh, that. Yeah, events. Wow, remember that? Yeah, <laughs> I know. Well, you know, maybe this is a good uh, segue into talking about your recent successful venture into Substack. Um, hung uh, up, congrats on it. Yeah. Because the most yeah. recent writing that you posted was about uh, Let Them Talk in Lucas Hedges. And I was thinking, wow, the whole entire time I was watching that movie, how awesome it would be to be on a, not a cruise, but that kind of cruise. Oh yeah. Does that make sense? Like around people, you know, there's like a, a gala that happens. Yeah. There, you know, I was like, holy fuck. Can you just imagine just being on something like that or being with people again? Anyway, that's just me. It's crazy that like I went on, I think I went on two cruises when I was like, like a child and found them both like pretty like mad experiences. Yeah. Whatever. But now I'm watching this, like, I'm watching Meryl Streep and Diane West and um, Candace Bergen on a cruise ship. And I'm like, oh, my God. Wait, this is like a party. Like, this is like, <laughs> the most fun time you could ever have, maybe, in life. Like, yeah. you just didn't hang out. And you're like, well, no, there's something else to do. Except, like, be around with people. Yeah. I think that's, like, that feels like a luxury right now. I know. Ooh. And I wonder if it's something about their performances, too, that made it feel, like, really, like, casual. Like yeah, wasn't. well, from what I've read, it was like it was scripted, but it also like they just use a lot of improv. And I mm. think that Steven sort of re-edited it himself. And it's like you can feel these like it's like they don't edit out any of like, the pregnant pauses, you know? It's yeah. like you can hear them like searching for their words, saying the wrong thing, correcting themselves. And in a lot of movies today, like that stuff is like taken out because like yeah. they are like t- tighter scripts. Um one right. of it was funny, one of my friends who writes about movies he was like that was like his least favorite part of the whole thing is like how they just like kept misspeaking and really? i was like oh my God. whole thing that was my favorite part of the whole thing too yeah i don't know because it made it feel so real also like lucas hedges's performance was like so phenomenally like subdued that it like i i like oh you know that guy yeah if you're not that guy yourself i mean the way that he like talks to his friends like i'm just gonna go do my thing that was so good <laughs> yeah i was like, like 
that, from that moment on, I like forgot that it was Lucas Hedges, which was like amazing. Yeah. Well, when then he's like when he starts flirting with uh, Karen, oh, you know, God. all I could think about was like, damn, dude, uh, e-, e girl and her fucking Brooklyn <laughs> podcaster boyfriend over here. Yeah. Uh, when he like, yeah, it's, it tries to kiss her. That oh man. Yeah. I mean, I I'm, I'm a like. I've, we've talked about another uh, Steven Soderbergh movie on the pod before, uh, Magic Mike, and there were a lot of oh, yeah. pregnant pauses within that too. I feel like that's a great movie that, like, in hindsight, is like like a dude's rock opus. And like, I don't know, I'm a big fan of of what he does. No, and- I think you're right. I think Magic Mike does so many things. Like, I mean, it's like the same thing that I feel about like Aaron Brockovich. It's like if anyone else did these movies, you would not appreciate them nearly as much. But it's like Magic Mike is so much fun to watch like outside of just being like super horny and like cool um it does kind of like hit just the right level of like cheese plus interest Mm -hmm. in like a way that i think is like compelling um but no i yeah i love okay so i love lucas hedges i love let them all talk and i cannot believe that i like waited until the very end of 2020 to watch that movie when it was like clearly made for me yeah i didn't know i don't even know when it when it came out i watched it like when i was back home two weeks ago with my mom mm. and i thought like it had just like premiered on hbo max that's what i thought too because i recently watched it and i was like oh okay what is why are they i didn't do any research into it i was like okay like, yeah i still don't know when it came out i just know that I'm like, oh my god this is so oh, good yeah. Yeah, I f- yeah, the whole entire time I was watching it, like uh I'm I recently created a letterboxed profile and uh you know, I just say stupid shit. But <laughs> I just the whole entire time I was, about, I was just thinking this is a perfect movie. But I think yeah. that for a lot of like a lot of movies cuz I just don't have like the uh the capacity to think through it. And I'm like, I like it. It's a perfect it's movie. <laughs> it's it's also like the first like new thing I've seen in a while probably that I actually really liked because, I mean, I don't know. I can't think of anything, like, really new that I've seen this year. I've kind of just been, like, rinsing, like, things that already came out. Yeah. No, I feel the same way. I think the only thing I saw this year that I really, really liked was, oh, um, that HBO movie Bad Education. That that came out, like, in the spring, I think, with Hugh Jackman. And then, I mean, Lovers Rock, the um, oh, yeah. Stephen King, like, movie slash, like, the small series I really liked. And... Yeah, but no, Let Them All Talk was, like, definitely the last, like, movie I was, like, holy shit, this is so fun. How do we not talk about this every single minute of the day? Yeah. Well, I think, like, for me personally, like, um, Male Streep is around, like, my my parents' age and, like, all of my, um, I guess, aunts and uncles. And so watching it and kind of seeing, like, this intergenerational um, relationship, especially with, like, her nephew like lucas hedges plays her nephew in it and but seeing him interact with uh her friends and seeing like the just an intergenerational like relationship that's not transactional or like based on just because like you know like you're you're someone's you're someone's nephew or you're um or you work with them you know it just seems really pure i was just like like it's not like a family member that like has to like be nice to you and like coddle you and all this stuff. It's yes. like there's also something so interesting that like he wants to like he's so earnest about wanting to like know these women and like you know get in touch with them, like learn from them, and they just don't want to do that. Like yeah. they're like, no, 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 we're like still alive. Like we have like our own desires and ideas. We're not just here to like teach you how to like be a good person. Yeah. Um, and he just seems so confused. Just fumbling his way through it. 
just like wearing his little backpack. <laughs> um, okay, I need to know. I need more advice. Okay. What's up? Talk to us right now. What's up? What are you doing for SPF? SPF. Oh. Go ahead, Emilio. I'm using Elta MDs, like um, like a tinted sunscreen that they have. And I've also been recently doing this thing where I also use uh, sunscreen for my under eye bags because it's like something I have a problem with a lot. So my mom showed me this thing that we spoke about in the last podcast. It's a tinted sunscreen for your under eye bags from PCA Skin. And it kind of sort of acts like a bit like makeup because it, it kind of like levels out or evens out like this skin right here. So it makes mm-hmm. your eye bags look a little bit like less noticeable. So those are the two things I'm using. Mm. Well, I'm using the uh, Supergroup Unseen uh, City Sunscreen, the SPF 41. Um, yes, the Unseen is what I've been using. Yeah. So I've been using that. I think I'm just, until that empties out, I think I'm probably going to switch over to L to MD just because I'm curious. And I think a lot of people, when they, even though I haven't tried it, they're always like, yo, what SPF should I use? And it's like, I don't know like what would be like a boilerplate one that would feel good, like seems good. You know, I feel mm-hmm. like that L to MD would be a good one. So yeah. I'm going to try it out. So that way I'll at least have more knowledge. <laughs> we, I'm using Supergroup now and I want to try Elta. Um, there's also this one from Josh Rosebrook, I think that's like a natural sunscreen or um, not natural. What's the word for it? Clean beauty. Yeah. like it's There's like another thing, but yeah, it's like a clean beauty mm-hmm. sunscreen. But it's like $90 and there's oh, like, no. Oh, shit. That's, that's, a, that's a lot for a sunscreen. Or wait, it's called, a, 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 is it a mineral sunscreen? It's like yes. mineral. Yeah. That's what I'm looking okay. for. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I feel like that's always like, you always hear the conversation is depending on like complexion. And so it's like white people, like really fair people can use uh, like chemical mineral. sunscreens or no so mineral. Like, they have to use mineral, but then like, yeah. Yeah. At least such a white cast. Yeah. Um, but I, it's like so hard to make myself wear sunscreen when I know I'm just gonna be sitting indoors like all day, even though I know that I should. What about that light filtering in? Yeah, the, in, the indirect true. light I it wakes you like, up. I've, I've honestly just become so lazy over like the last like three months with skincare. Um, mm-hmm. Just a personal problem. Well, I think everyone's there too. Like, yeah, especially I, I live alone now and um, oh, flex. <laughs> that's yeah, I, I can't afford it. If everybody wants to, anyone wants to subsidize my rent, they I'm can do that. Living well out of my cash means app, well. you know, I'll put yeah. it in the bio. But um, uh, I don't know. I feel like I can just behave the way I like would behave normally, aka a piece of shit. So like, <laughs> there are just days when I just kind of for, I'll forget, and then I'm like, damn, I do we dudes want to do this? Why am I doing this? <laughs> you know, like I need to get back on my shit, and then you'll have like a mo- like a, a spurt of energy, and then you'll fix your life in a day and then right. rinse and repeat the same thing happens again yeah i feel like that's a, that's the way a lot of people are right now right no i think there is like a certain like fatigue where it's mm-hmm. like this is actually just like how we all live now and who cares if i have hyperpigmentation who is going to see me mm-hmm. literally no. yeah well nielsen came out with uh some data that last year during covid um mm. sales within i guess skincare increased by like 42%. Mm-hmm. And I wonder if 2021... It's going to go down. It's going to go down because people realize, oh... Because they thought... I feel like people were kind of preparing for a glow up, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like exit this situation. But now they're slowly coming to terms with, with oh, there's going to be another year of this. Actually, things might get worse forever. What's the fucking point? Not to be nihilistic. But I think that that's that's kind of <laughs> like the projections... You know, I'm a happy guy. I'm a sweetie. But uh, <laughs> that, those are like the projections I feel like on Twitter, you know? Yeah. 
No, I think that's true. I think also there's like such a time of like, oh my God, I can do like every mask I've ever wanted to try now because like I'm just sitting at home and now it's like, there are not that many she masks in the world for me to like try out. That's really true. Um, doing a little uh, skincare research on you, I hear, I saw that you kind of have some beef with most sheet masks because um, they don't make the foreheads big enough. Mm. Uh, that is true. I do have a big forehead and I'm telling you, it goes down to like, like it starts <laughs> like right here and the eye holes, like, I mean, and I understand like eye holes never align for a sheet yeah, mask, like right. it is what it is. But um, I've never found a sheet mask to cover my entire forehead and that is just like, the trial that God blessed me with. That reminds me of this. Oh my, I feel like I mentioned this on the last pod, but there is this like video from like the late registration Kanye era and he's going on Abbey road and he's talking about like, he has this, he has this, uh, I guess fucking orchestra in the back and he dresses them up, right? Like he puts them in these, in these masks and he has this little bit where he's like, you know, through this process, I never realized how small people's foreheads could be, how big they could be. And I just think about that. Cause like, I, I think I have a big forehead. I think, I think I always had troubles with sheet masks too. Big so brain, yeah, I haven't it, done a sheet mask in like two years now. Damn, all right, I flex. <laughs> um, because I just have this giant ass forehead. Um, but I haven't. Have you guys seen those that do the um, like silicone oh, the patches? Yep. Yes. Yeah. Um, oh. I've been really wanting to try them, but we I don't think they've been sold out for a bit, haven't they? No, they restocked, but. I, Every time I try to order them, I kind of like, it's funny because they're on our radar and yeah. we, we've talked to Marta, we talked to Charlotte and like about coming on the pod and um, I, I feel like, oh fuck, I feel like we need to try these first before they come on. But, I know. You know have you tried always, them? They're, they're like perpetually sold out. I have. Um, they sent me a pair and I like, I think it's like genius. Like it makes so much sense to me that I want to like um they sent also um like an under eye serum with it i don't i don't uh, use under eye serums i like don't understand the point of it because it's just like another type of moisturizer to me right. um but i am like kind of a convert i love just like putting anything on my skin and like putting the patches on yeah. i love putting it in the too or like in the freezer and then mm-hmm. it's just like this cold compress which makes like the biggest difference my thing this is i don't know if we talked about this the last time but like my, if I could do anything to my skin, it would be to get under eye filler because mm. I just hate having under eye bags. I never get enough rest, but they're so expensive yeah. and also terrified of like needles. Uh, well now you can like, uh, cause my mom was telling me this, you can inject hyaluronic acid into your under eye bags. It's like a new thing that's like happening this year. And it's a very subtle, it very subtly like just, yeah, makes it better. I don't know. I don't really know what it does. I wasn't listening when she was explaining because as soon as I heard like injection, I was like, not sure if that's for me, <laughs> but you should look into that. Maybe I will. I, yeah, no, that's like, it's just, you know, do you ever have like those skincare things that it's like, okay, in the back of my mind, I'm just going to keep checking on this. Like maybe it's like derma rolling. I don't know, but it's like, hmm, there's like. Maybe this could be one day. Yeah. No, I I have things on my, like my list. It's more of like, I think you get stuck into your routine or like you don't start noticing, I guess, like your pain spots as much. And maybe, I don't know. Maybe I don't know what I'm trying to say, but I I get that. I'm just like, maybe I need to put a pin in this and check back. Yeah. Right. The situation continues to just, as my, as my body's rotting, you know. <laughs> as my, yeah, I guess it's been <laughs> rotting for two years now. Um, yeah, well, I have a quick question about your sub stack. 
Yes. Because I, we both really love it. We've loved your writing, but something about your Substack feels even more personal. Like I feel like I'm like talking with a friend when I'm reading it and I know it's early, but do you feel like more connected with your readership now that you've started this thing that's like all your own and like more fulfilled in a way? Yeah, I think, I think so. Um, I definitely, I mean, the whole thing is like, I wanted it to feel like very intimate and very casual and just like, even when I was like brainstorming names with like my friends, I'm like, I want it to feel like something that's like the thing that you are like, Oh my God, I cannot wait to like get in the group chat and like go off about this. Um, whether it's like something goofy like Lucas Hedges in this movie or if it's like um <laughs> Kim and Kanye getting divorced I don't know like that's oh I want to like have that kind of like immediacy um and I have been really surprised like in ways that are like funny and like also like very like sweet like for example I wrote that thing about the Taylor Swift lyric um from uh folklore about like a mad dad and like a ghost in the house whatever and <laughs> I am being serious like four or five women emailed me like that song is about me and I'm just thinking, like how many women are like walking around America thinking that Taylor Swift like wrote a song about this yeah probably so many that's really funny like, and people who are like yeah I, I agree with her like that song's about me um so random but so like in that way I feel like I have like a much like more immediate um access to like, people who are actually reading my work which is fun and then at the same time it is funny that people like really go out of their way to like tell me gossip that they think is like needs to be shared um i mean and i say gossip it's like mostly just stories about rihanna and leo from like mm-hmm. six years ago. we need to talk about that we need to talk about yeah. your your which i love this kind of <laughs> obsession of like the of leo dicaprio waiting in the wing you know like waiting to just sweep rihanna off her feet he is Okay, so this is like kind of just to, for context for your mm-hmm. listeners. It's like kind of based in fact. We know that sometime between 2014, 2015, they were going out casually. They were never photographed out. Um, they went to, I think, like the, a party at the Playboy Mansion. They went to Kings of Leon party. And Sex then... Fire. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, and then they went to, and like at Coachella, I think in 2016 or 17, they were like spotted together, like photographed together. Mm-hmm. And that was like huge for me personally. Um, so we know like they actually did have a, like a fling, mm-hmm. um, but they like never talked about it. And he's, she is so far out of his league and also <laughs> so far out of like, I mean, she's out of everyone's She's Rihanna. Um, yeah, you can't and Rihanna. Also out of his like classic, like demographic of like, 20 something model that I just, I'm like so curious about this. Like, what went down? Mm. Other than obviously, she just got tired of him and he is like perpetually pining for her in any way that he can. Ah, mm-hmm. uh, she and Drake, he and Drake, you know, maybe it'll be one of those situations. Yeah. Uh, Do you ever watch Mad Men? Yeah. Um, uh, Roger, you know, at the end, spoiler alert. Uh, you know, he forgoes all of his flings with these younger 20-year-old women oh, yeah. for um, What's-Her-Toe's mom. Remember that? I don't know. But, like, maybe that'll be a Leo thing. Maybe he'll be like, no, I need I need a, I need some, a peer. I need someone my own age who See, I, I think, love. But that's, like, what's so funny to me is I think he does think that. I think he is, like, I need someone who's, like, you know, another 
icon, whatever. And she's like, oh my God, no, sorry. Get away from me. That's (laughs) the attraction there. Like you actually literally wear cargo shorts. Like you need to step back. Um, (laughs) And it's because like there was this, um, she didn't agree with the cut. I think it was like two years ago. I still have it open on my phone. Let me see if I do. I'm, I'm like, she, um, yes. Okay. It's from the cut from what? 2017. She says, she's like doing an interview, like what things is like sexy, like for like Fenty promo, whatever. And she like specifically says like, I don't want to see my boyfriend wearing flip-flops when he's going to an event. Damn. And I'm just like, Leo reads this and is like, are you kidding me? Damn. Yeah. Damn. She was mining him for content. <laughs> like, and there's also this like iconic gawker blog from like 2014 where she's like, she said something, she, it was like a friend of hers told us weekly that like, she asked Leo to like get a six pack if they wanted to keep dating. Cause like she I mean, thought, yeah. he was and yeah. it's like, oh my God, Rihanna's like such an icon. Well, you see all the boy toys that she dates you know like i wouldn't i guess i'll call it asap rocky a boy toy you know like i mean they're all, they're all kind of like himbo-esque in in a way um so i could see that oh man damn bring gawker back sorry now i'm like reminiscing for gawker i'm like they i was really... like walking down the street and i live in Williamsburg. i was walking the street um maybe like a month ago and i saw someone like had scrawled like gawker was a good website into the concrete and i was like what is what year is it oh my god that's really funny so sad, but also just so crazy. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, what what's your favorite uh, Leonardo DiCaprio film? Um, I mean, probably Wolf of Wall Street. Okay. Or, or The Departed. I mean, I'm partially Departed for just so many yeah. wrong. Things. Yeah. Evan, um, Evan reminded me of um, Catch Me If You Can the other day, and I forgot how amazing that film is. It is. It's so good, and it's like such a weird like. Spielberg movie where it's like mm-hmm. doesn't have anything that he usually does like it's like yeah. you know not a huge movie but um or like not particularly like fantastical but it is just like so fun to watch yeah and yeah. Amy Adams in that movie oh my god oh, and Jennifer- oh shit she is in that that's a and- wild movie because they really like try to make him look like he's like 14 in the beginning but he could do yeah. that he's such a good actor that he could look like some innocent little fuck it's great <laughs> Just like a degenerate. Yeah. 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 Oh, man. Oh, oh, I think last time you were on, we asked you um, what your top five Scorsese movies are. Mm. Because you are, like, if people don't know, we're we're not just dudes asking about Scorsese. We know that Hunter (laughs) is, like, a huge Scorsese stand. How typical. Okay. okay. I can't remember what he would have said. Um, If only I wouldn't have uh, deleted the episode. No, I mean, (laughs) if I said then, I would have changed my mind. Or I would have did you, re- you rewatched a lot during quarantine? I assume I did, and also I, you know, it just like it changes with the weather, you know. Like sometimes mm. I wake up and I'm like, oh my god, um, Age of Innocence, and sometimes I oh. go to sleep, and like, oh my god, Wolf of Wall Street. I don't know, but yeah. I think it would be King of Comedy, After Hours, Wolf of Wall Street. Um, Raging Bull. Mm. No, you don't like that one. Yeah, I watched that with my dad. Silence, silence. <laughs> the Catholic movie. 
ever gets any love, and it's not bad. Dude, it's I like a- that like Irishman. Oh, Irishman uh, is fucking good. It's great. Yeah. What I mean. Goodfellas. Oh my god! Yeah, fucking Goodfellas and then Casino. Duh. Oh, the, yeah, perfect movies. <laughs> When you start thinking about these movies, you're like, oh, like the 70s movies are like so good, but like the 80s movies are better. And then you're like, wait, wait, the 90s movies actually go so hard. Yeah. Um, Except Age of Innocence, I, that was the only Scorsese movie. And I love period pieces, especially when they try to like when directors really try to capture like uh, a time, you know, that feels so alien. Like I think I think back to like Kubrick doing like Barry Lyndon and like yeah. it's so like exact, you know, um, but I don't know, like, I couldn't get through Age of Innocence, but yeah, I feel, I feel like all the uh, 90s movies that Scorsese made are great, too. The, I love, I mean, I love Barry London, I love Age of Innocence, but, like, they're just, like, such different movies, but, um, <laughs> yeah. I, yeah, oh, my God, but Mean Streets, too. We can just talk about this all day. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I could, well, all right, here's some skincare shit. Last time, and I actually have the clip pulled up here. We could actually watch it together. Um, we've never done this before, but uh, on on the missing um, Hunter Harris app, we discussed the iconic scene in Goodfellas, mm. in which the blue the blue shit the blue shit. Um, maybe should I just play it, or should we give some context to it? I think we should give context. All right, let's so give context. At, at this point in the movie. Um, Karen Hill, who's, like, married into, like, this mob kind of, like, social circle, um, is meeting the other wives, basically, in this friend group. And she is kind of disgusted with what she's seeing. She's, like, very upper-crust Jewish, and she's, like, being around all these Italian women who, like, talk really loud and fast, and she doesn't know what is happening, and she feels very overwhelmed. Okay. Okay, so, all right. Well, I'm going to try this. We'll see if this works. It should work. How do you screen share here? Do you know how to... <laughs> oh, I have um, it. Sorry, my bad. Okay. Um, can you guys see that? Boom. Damn, look at all those Not research all my tabs. All those research tabs, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wait, fuck. How does the audio work, though? Oh, you have to, like... Wait, sh- Damn, silent, silent film. Yeah, wait, how do we get, Evan, how do we get the audio? We'll, we'll just edit it in there. Okay, got it. Yeah. I mean, it's not like I have seen this scene a million times. All right, yeah. right. We'll edit it in there. We'll make it seem like we did some shit, you know. Um, <laughs> but, no, that's so funny. Now, every time I see I feel like we, we, we cooked up that meme just for you. And like nobody <laughs> liked it because they just don't under like yeah, I feel like, like legs. <laughs> they're like what they're like what the fuck because well, you, you so, miss it you miss that scene. The mm. American the American education system is just so broken. Yeah, oh, damn yeah. too true. It's like out of control. Um, no, that scene it's so like every time I see it I'm just like Ugh. like her skin looks so dry like <laughs> dry on her face it's like oh my god like what could you possibly think that you're doing and like. It's like that scene to me is like picking at zit. Like mm. <laughs> it looks that's like what it looks like. That's what it makes me feel like. I'm I'm, I'm like getting uncomfortable even just talking about well, it. Well, I think it's it's the color. We'll stop talking about it. But I think it's the color, you know, because it's like that's the color poison. You know, they say like foods that are blue you don't typically eat because I don't know. Well, foods are blue. 
Like, well, <laughs> literally what? Well, all about? right. Sorry. All right. I'm surely showing my ass here. But um, like Play-Doh? You know, they like for, for animals, so, so they like they see the color blue. They go, oh, that's probably poisonous. And they don't eat it. Okay. And in the wild. What anyway. Again, the American educational system. <laughs> in action. Um, all right. What else? Oh, I've, oh, speaking of foreheads a few, like 15 minutes ago, um, yes. your obsession with Ethan Hawke's forehead wrinkle. Let's get into that. Did you watch The Good Lord Bird? Why do you bring it up? Because I've been dying to talk about it for a fucking hot minute. Um, <laughs> no, I haven't watched it because not for any reason. I just have been busy, um, but I need to. But no, I love Ethan Hawke and I love that. It's just like that. It's like so deep right here. Mm-hmm. Just dissecting between like his eyebrows. It's it, like, I love it. Is it just one or does he have the 11s? No, it's just one. It's like one deep one. Damn, that's rare. And there <laughs> is that- one. Great TQ um, photo shoot with him from I think like two years ago where mm-hmm. he like, looks so mad and it's like so good. But no, I love I um did I, I saw this meme on like that one of like a friend of a friend I tried like and it was Rihanna and Ethan Hawk at this basketball game, mm. which like <laughs> like this one like goes viral on Twitter like Every literally six months. Um where he like makes his son switch seats with him so he gets it next to Rihanna. And it was like so funny that this like NBA meme account was like Rihanna next to some actor. <laughs> Every comment was like, haven't you seen training day? Yeah. <laughs> Which is kind of even funnier to me. <laughs> but it's like, that's the Ethan Hawke movie you think of as training day and not like before, before yeah. Sunrise, yeah. Geralda, before Trilogy. Yeah. Or, well, yeah. that's another good Ethan Hawke movie. Uh, I always forget how much I love Ethan like, Hawke, to be honest. I'm guilty even of it. If you're, like, of a certain age, I think um, Reality Bites or or Dead Poet Society. It's like there's so mm. many. He was in fucking yeah. Dead Poet Society? Yeah. Oh, my God. Like, we all want to watch Gattaca in biology. Like, Yeah. <laughs> Wait, he's in Dead Poet Society? Yeah. Um, he's so young. He's like not the main guy. That's Robert Sean Leonard. Right. I, think. Mm-hmm. I have I have to rewatch that movie. Uh, maybe I won't. I don't know. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> Over this account calling Ethan Hawke some actor, everyone being like, "He's in Training Day." Sorry, <laughs> before. <laughs> oh man, I mean the uh, we love a good sports writer, you know, mm-hmm. or me or the intern working at a uh, sports center, posting on social. Uh, <laughs> I'm looking. I'm looking over my notes again. Okay. So we're just going to grill you because we have you here. Um, Emilio, what, what else do you want to ask? I feel like um, I don't want to get to the media shit yet. You got, you got what some shit? Qu- the media? Oh, media the, the shit. Me- no, media. Media. You got, some, oh. you got some questions on masculinity in Hollywood? Oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. What's your take on masculinity in Hollywood? <laughs> <laughs> have you seen? Um, oh, fuck. I just recently watched Under the Silver Lake. Oh, yeah. Oh, I haven't seen that. Okay, never mind. It's like it's like male gazy. Like that's the whole entire thing. Oh, the male gaze, but it's kind of like Epstein like. Yeah. Like oh, here's this like sex ring pedophile cult thing going on. Anyway, I just nice white shut baby. But, <laughs> um, I don't think I want to see it. Don't. So that is fine. <laughs> uh, masculinity in Hollywood, though. That's okay. the theme. Yes. What, what do you think about it? Well, oh, what do that's actually <laughs> like, a question. Um, overall okay. thoughts. Yeah. Overall thoughts. This is my thing about masculinity in Hollywood. I think that. I think it's like funny and this is like part of the reason why I like I'm so like obsessed with the stars born is because I like this idea of like men dressing up for movies and like like changing their I don't know I what's what what am I trying to say I, I like this idea of 
of like, I think women's attractiveness, especially for actors, like women actors in Hollywood is like so discussed and debated and all of these things. But I like men like making themselves feel more or less pretty like a movie, like mm. for like their working professional life. And like that, like thinking about masculinity in terms of that, like gaze of attractiveness is interesting to me. Um, and I think it happens with like, I mean, I think, I think like Chris Pine does it a lot when mm-hmm. he like just looks mm-hmm. so beautiful, but also like really has nothing to do with like a Wonder Woman movie, you know, or, <laughs> <laughs> or like, or Bradley Cooper, like living life as like a not very handsome man, but yeah. being in a first born as like a very handsome man. Yeah. Like that thing is like very interesting to me. Oh, um, wow, yeah. It's like kind of the opposite because like so often I think the idea is like, how can I, I think Leo does this all the time. Like, how can I make myself uglier, like mm. grosser, whatever, to like show, to prove that like I'm going super method. Um, Angelica yeah. Bassett about this, I think like five years ago, for the Atlantic. But like method acting has like been so conflated with like, how can I change my physique in some way? Like mm, Christian yeah. Leo, where I think it's like much more interesting to be like, what if I actually just like look really good in this movie? And yeah. that's like, part of it um like in Wolf of Wall Street it's like that's like kind of the best Leo has in a long time mm-hmm. and it is makes like a very interesting performance yeah that's a really interesting way I've never thought of like actors that must think like about a role in that way where they're like okay I think like this character might not be an attractive person so I have to like make myself look yeah like more smaller attract- yeah or, and I guess if you see that through like like that's, that's like a masculine a- thing like oh I have to need to make myself look l- like yeah. Or as it relates to masculinity, you're like, oh, I, I guess um, an un, like a, a feminine man would be smaller, you know, like. Mm-hmm. It is so weird. I mean, and it's also like, I think this also happens to some extent in like Uncut Gems where Adam Sandler just like dresses so <laughs> naughty and like yeah. just so bad, like dresses so bad. Like, not badly bad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's like because like that's how this man lives his life and like that's so interesting i think it also comes from just like me liking casino which is like another mm-hmm. movie and dressing themselves up mm-hmm. in very like, pretentious and gaudy ways because like that's yeah. how that's like what their idea of taste is which is only about showing off well and like yeah yeah well, and, like that those things that, that that kind of like dressing i think happens for women in movies a lot but it doesn't happen for men in movies a lot um and that's that's like basically in hollywood well, I think like the Zavdi brothers, like someone made the comment, I forget where I heard it, like their whole entire, I guess, like body of work is exploring different types of dudes, you know, like within like characters, um, mm-hmm. even if they're just appearing once on the screen, you know, just, oh, here are the random, here are the amount of weirdos who exist in New York. And then I think like going back to Lucas Hedges, like, like I think about all the weird roles that he's had to put himself in, even though he's kind of like on the surface, he's cast as like kind of this wide-eyed dude who needs to be like nurtured and coddled, but has like, he was a kind of a sweetie and cutie at like at his heart. But like, if you see him in mid nineties, he's like, yo, I'm, I'm fucked. I'm fucked up, bro. You know, he's like, I'm I'm the fucked up brother or like in a, What's another movie where, or when he's in honey boy, he's got to play like older Shia. And he's like, like that heroin addict. Yeah. It is so, yeah, no, I think like for someone, for an actor who like kind of seems like he fits in very squarely into like one type of like nice guy. Mm-hmm. Um, and there is kind of a quality that's like so malleable in a way that's like makes for like a very interesting actor. Um, I, yeah, in that way where it's like you always expect him to be like 
the guy from Ladybird. But then there's like something kind of like not sinister, but there's something just so like obtuse about him and let them all talk, which like makes it very funny. But also it's like, he's like fundamentally like and curious about these women's lives, but like thinks that he is and thinks that like that's the same thing. And like, that's just not, how talking to a woman works. Oh, that's interesting. <laughs> yeah, no, that's, that. wow. Because when I was reading your your writing on it, on him listening, like listening, it is him mining them, kind of like how uh, right. Meryl Streep's character, uh, she was accused of, which she does. She's a, I mean, she's a mm. writer. She does mine people for, con- like, for, for shit. And he's doing the exact same thing. It's kind of, that's interesting. Like, like hearing what they're, he's, yeah, I think that's like kind of something that I thought was very interesting about the movie too, is that he's just like, oh my God, these women. But then it's like, turns away, walks home. And it's like, no, 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 but like, they have things that like they're telling you and you're like, just not listening. Wow. Which is so funny when he like actually is confronted with like this woman becoming emotional and he's like, this is tragic. This is like the worst thing to ever happen. And she's like, no, I just got dumped. Yeah. Like, that ah. happened. like, that's normal. Um, yeah. He's like, oh man, I'm going to, cause he's I guess like, he's a saver. I got to save her. Yeah. Oh my God. I think I love her. Yeah. It's like, no, <laughs> no, you don't. <laughs> uh, I can fix her. <laughs> yeah. That's such a great movie. I'm going to rewatch it. Um, I know. Who's all right. Best. Cause you've interviewed some people, right. In person before COVID. Yes. Um, who has the best in-person skin? I guess celebrity-wise. Ooh. I guess or people that you've interviewed. Oh my god, Julia Roberts, hands down. Oh fuck, damn! I hadn't thought about that. She is. It is like it's funny because I did just rewatch um, White Homecoming, her Amazon show, and it is crazy how like she looks not like bad, and she just looks like a woman who just like a woman who like mm. is out in the world, um, and in person her skin is like her whole thing like she she was like the cleanest person i've ever seen in real life like i just felt like if a speck of dirt like went near her it would just like turn around and like apologize and like walk somewhere else like she <laughs> it's like that level of like cleanliness is just like so wealthy i'm like yeah does it feel alien it honestly it's very uncanny to see in real life Someone who like I'm sure has like 30 handlers in between them and like yeah. putting a, um, which is like not shade. I just like feels no. realistic. Yeah. Do you, all right? Is is Julia Roberts the most starstruck you were? Like the celebrity that got you most starstruck? Or no, the most starstruck I was was um my crush, Roger oh. Deacon, the cinematographer. Mm. I talked to him at the National Board Review Awards um last year like last January and I I had like never been more tongue-tied I was so nervous and so just like oh my god and his wife was right there I was like I it was so embarrassing <laughs> but I love Roger Deacon so much and I also he's so cute and I was like he's probably like 70 years old also um but no I was just like oh my god for for listeners who don't know Roger, yeah, what what AKA is he shot? Us. <laughs> AKA us, you know, yeah. we go, we go, oh, we're like, fuck, what the fuck that is. Um, let me get his list of. I mean, okay, he was like famously had not won an Oscar after like fourteen nominations, um, and then finally won for what was it? Um, 
the James Bond movie. Damn, that's Leo. Yes. Blade Runner, 2049, 1917, oh. Skyfall, Sakari, oh. Project Redemption. Damn. Imagination of Jesse James, like Howard Robert Ford, um, Fargo, True Grit. Like, oh, all- <laughs> that's <laughs> a lot. Okay, yeah. And I think also if you like grew up between like a certain, if you like watching Shawshank Redemption when you were like 13 and like, you know, so many of those shots mm-hmm. are like gorgeously composed um and you just like grew up on them um but no he's just like such an amazing cinematographer and his work is so good and he also just like has such like big dick energy that, like, <laughs> oh my god i mean yeah with that fucking like man. that catalog i'd be like <laughs> yeah i had to have a big dick to do this you know like swinging that thing damn <laughs> horse man okay, he's gonna like fucking sorry to bother you <laughs> oh god uh, uh, no, that was definitely the most struggling I've ever been, which is so embarrassing. No, that's great because it's like it's that's that seems very personal. That doesn't seem like someone to be like, oh well, I've seen this person. Like you're like this is this is my idol, you know? Yeah, that was that was a good one. I'm thinking there's someone else. Um, geez, I think if someone had really good skin, I can't think of one. I remember, I remember someone had really bad skin. Oh, Ooh, damn. And that, like bad like acne i mean bad like just under eye under eye bags that looked i mean honestly just like dreadful mm. where i was like maybe can i get you something like oh my god like, maybe, like a, a hyaluronic acid here or like something i don't know it was a man i'm not gonna say who it was oh but god. keep your secrets yeah he's a and i was just like you know, that's an artist, man, you know. <laughs> Someone has been up late for many decades. <laughs> yeah. Uh, twice behind the screen. But um, oh, he's, not, he's on oh, camera. He, wait, he was on camera? I thought you said director. Sometimes Zoom. Oh, Zoom. no, sorry, sorry. No, he's on an HBO show. Oh, and okay. I was A current HBO show. Maybe. Um, I'll say two seasons. It's off now. Okay. Okay. That could be a lot of things. We'll let, yeah. we'll let we'll people never know. play detective. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I was gonna ask. Oh, 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 and um, Blake Lively. She had really good skin. Ah, oh, I just finished Gossip oh, Girl. I just finished Lively. it. Yeah, that, that would make sense. Yeah, yeah. Are you um, are you excited for the Gossip Girl reboot? Of course, I I love Gossip Girl more than I have ever loved any other TV show yeah, ever. That's, that's why I live here. And I, I mean, actually, and I can't wait. I feel like I don't know. Even if it's bad, it's gonna be good. Even if it's great it's gonna be good like oh yeah there's like there's no way it's like i won't enjoy it yeah i hope it's not i hope there's like a like i hope it doesn't try to be too like cool and i hope it's like pretty there's a good amount of like corniness in it like the original gossip girl right i think what like uh made gossip girl work not that I know, but like I rewatching it like <laughs> um is like even in all like kind of the corny incestuous shit going on all the time like the amount of like new york references were there but i wonder for like an audience like obviously the the show like obviously spoke to like a lot of people who didn't live in new york at the time but like now mm-hmm. living here and rewatching it i'm like oh okay like this it this, this it, it hits different yeah no truly and i think i mean i i know the um showrunner of like the revival i guess mm-hmm. i should say and he definitely understands like the best from like my conversations with him understands like the best parts of the gossip girl like viewership experience mm-hmm. is like oh my god like that's so crazy that would never happen but then it's like oh my god they're wearing a butter like <laughs> what 
um, those <laughs> after like inside New York joke, I think is so funny to like watch on Gossip Girl. Yeah, yeah. Um, but man, I I absolutely moved to New York because of Gossip Girl. Like, yeah, and it, so. <laughs> that's how. That's why I'm on the Upper West Side now. <laughs> Oh my gosh, you are? Yeah, it's so far. <laughs> lunch on the stairs in the Met. Lunch on the stairs in the Met, you know? Um, yeah, like I may move, but it's nice It's nice for now. Um, yeah, it is like I felt really gossip girly like when I first moved here because I'd go like get some coffee, walk through Central Park, wonder why I wasn't cast in the reboot. Um, and yeah, that was like my daily uh, daily routine. Just no, I think if if only we weren't in coronavirus, I would be walking the streets just like begging to be an extra, like to oh, walk. Oh, yes, yeah, me too. Oh my god, damn! I wonder if it's just going to be like, in hindsight, rewatching it, even though it's it all operates from this, you know, the blog of Gossip Girl. They didn't have the term canceled, you know, mm. but it, people are getting canceled. Yeah, but obviously, like cancel outed. culture is like kind of fickle. It's like it doesn't even re- it's not really a thing to certain degrees. So I wonder if that's just the term they're gonna just bring into this reboot. You know, damn, I, damn, Gossip Girl canceled them. You know, like what if? Oh my god, what if Gossip Girl got canceled? <laughs> damn, that would be wild. So Gossip Girl, she just keep writing stuff like mm-hmm. just like I mean, I'm yeah. Gossip Girl's a Substack. That's like the they're trying to bring it into 2020. You know, like oh oh, you have to subscribe to see who gets canceled. I was thinking that, but then I was like, Gossip Girl would be so like just like tweets. Like she just like let it rip. Yeah, it makes most sense. Yeah. Um, but no, I there was something I thought that I was like, oh my god, that would totally be on Substack. Like some like like TV media entity. I can't remember what it was. Hmm. I know. All right, so Emilio, you want to ask questions about? Media and Substack? Was that where you were going? Uh, sort of. I mean, like, yeah, I guess since we mentioned Substack, first of all, I didn't know, I recently read that New, York, New Yorker piece on Substack, and I didn't know that they were offering writers advances. So, like, they're actively, like, luring people um, to the website. I don't know if, like, that's something Patreon's doing, but anyway, my question is, like, I feel like there's, like, a big shift happening in the media landscape right now. You know, with that article, Substack approaching you to do a newsletter, what are you most excited in 2021 about like this new landscape? I mean, I think like the coolest part is like, is this idea that like I'm on Substack, but also like writers that I, I don't want to say like mentor, that sounds so lame, but like <laughs> writers who like give me their work to read and like, like we like talking back and forth, like people who are newer and younger in the industry, we'll say that, mm-hmm. um, can have just as much of like, have access to like the same amount of like, not um, like audience, but like the same kind of tool to like build mm. their own work, you know? Yeah. Um, because I think for so long, the media industry has been like, okay, you like start as an assistant and like you kind of do that for a couple of years, like you work your way up. And I feel like if someone is like funny enough and cool enough and voicey enough and they just like do their own thing, like it really empowers them to not have to exists like a within like a hierarchical newsroom if that makes sense mm-hmm. that's what i find like really exciting because even for myself like i never imagined like i would go freelance and i'm having the time of my life like i can watch let them all talk in the middle of the day yeah or whatever and then it's like that's like how my life works out which which for so long it was just like okay here i'm sitting from eight o'clock in the morning to seven o'clock at night whatever Oof. just like typing getting on the internet talking noise whatever mm-hmm. um but I think that like these like 
new models make it easier to like not have to do that stuff like pointless as like someone's assistant right i wonder if this shift to the these sorts of models would have happened so quickly if the pandemic wouldn't have happened i think definitely it opens up a vacuum just because pandemic Mm -hmm. in addition to showing like the cracks in so many facades like showed the cracks in media facades like very quickly that um that a lot of like the model of like traditional media businesses like wasn't super sustainable and kind of disappeared overnight like i after the pandemic i feel like very early like in march or april we had like an all staff meeting like at vox and the financial picture looked so dire like so quickly and it like didn't make sense to me how overnight like all of our revenue was gone like i don't know yeah and i don't know about numbers um right but i think that kind of definitely opens up a vacuum for people to like try something new mm-hmm. do you um i'm curious because you know like we're 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 oh, yeah. thinking like all right patreon or Substack. once we start doing our two a week thing you know like but with the understanding that there is because that is a trend of like you know, creators, writers, everyone, they're all, they're all trying to like individualize and make money on their own. Um, I guess is isn't really a question like related to us, but I, you know, you, you're all, for the Twitter sphere and all of the like writers and like the Twitterati of like them who already have a huge following or have like a huge salary at, uh, I don't know, like New York times, right. Mm-hmm. Or somewhere. And they create this sub stack of, uh, like, you know, they try to bring their whole entire following over there. And no, no judgment on that. I'm wondering, like, do you think there's a, like a bubble of like when people are like, oh, shit, I'm paying $50 a month um, reading, you know, all of these various people that I've subscribed to. Or I, mean, I guess it would be like a very specific person who would choose to do that because there still mm-hmm. are people when I discuss like Patreon or something. Um, they're like, no, I probably wouldn't listen to a Patreon podcast or I probably wouldn't like subscribe to a, a Substack. So I guess I mean, I guess it would just depend on a person, I guess. What I'm asking. Yeah, I think it does. I mean, I, I feel like, but I think that's like something that's like, has, I don't know, not to, it's so like individual. Like mm-hmm. I like love the Dewey dudes. If they like sort of do thing, I'm like, going to go like mm-hmm. pay for their new thing. Like that just like makes sense in my brain. It's like, um, I love, there's a subject called, um, gossip time written by Allie Jones, who was at, um, the cut previously. And it's like, I like literally love this newsletter so much. If tomorrow she was like, it's actually going to be like a hundred dollars an issue. I'd be like, okay, sure. Just like, go ahead. It's like the newsletter that literally I, my roommate and I, like when we're like in the apartment together, we'll like announce that like it's come out to each other. And like, like I just like the things that I really care about, I care about that much. Mm, Um, And so a no-brainer to me to be like okay well if i'm spending this much money i'd rather go to something that i'm actually reading than like uh i don't know new york times subscription that i maybe get yeah, half right. or, and that's like before the tom cotton you know op-ed <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Just like, seem like if i'm like trying to be intentional with my spending then i'm gonna spend it i'm gonna support like this single person that i like love her brain right yeah yeah whatever it's like a more curated way to spend your money too, as opposed to like, yeah, a, like a New York times subscription or something else. Well, it, Where I get three things I like and 50 things that I hate. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Well, it's really fun to like, I forget who put this out there, but like watching writers like yourself 
or um, you know, the what's his name from Blackbird Spy Plane, like people who are already oh, yeah. like established, like who are fun and like you you love their writing immediately but seeing them go over to substack to kind of be do like be like kind of a whatever writers and i don't mean that in like a derogatory way just be like i'm doing whatever like i'm just like mask off like this is this is how i'm doing it you're like seeing like kat marnell like do her thing on patreon and like mm-hmm. it's just it's just fun it's like okay um sure like editors are important and you self-edit but like it's i think the way that we've been consuming media for so long we love kind of seeing what's under the hood or like you know, reading. Yeah. 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 So I don't know. I think it's great. I mean, I don't, I don't know like how sustainable it is, but also I don't know how sustainable anything is. So. Yeah. It's all precarious. Like, yeah. Exactly. Like, I don't even know if like <laughs> there could be a meteor tomorrow. Like there was yeah. a coup yesterday. Yeah. Um, who knows? I know. But oh my God. I mean, you know, can't wait to see wow. what happens. <laughs> yeah. I've honestly off to a good start. Wait, no, bad start. Sorry. Well, like when I was, it was funny. We just released a podcast today that we recorded like a few days ago. Yeah. And I was texting Emilio yesterday. I was like, wait, do we even release this? Like, yeah. With, with, there's no like mention of a coup, you know? Like, there's no, <laughs> there's, this hasn't happened yet. It's like some pre coup nostalgia of yeah. 2021. Yeah. Right um, now, I did like think this morning, right now feels like, it actually like feels like 2020 is not over and mm-hmm. we're just still like in it. Like it's just like, like supercharged, yeah. you know? Yeah. You know, it, it could feel like that for the rest of the year, but I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> Forever. Hopefully not. Oh. Forever. Do we want to close out with uh, the Dewey Do's and Don'ts? Dewey Do's and Don'ts. Yeah, let's do it. Um, um, are you familiar with the Dewey Do's and Don'ts? Are you familiar with yeah. the Dewey Do's and Don'ts? What are the oh, do's and the don'ts? Dewey do's and don'ts. All right, it can be related to skincare. It doesn't have to be. Um, it's just the do's and don'ts of of life in general. So, mm-hmm. um, for example, I could say, do we don't don't do a coup. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, do we uh, don't pine after Rihanna? She doesn't want you. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Do we do uh, listen to women? And I don't mean that in like a simping kind of way, like, oh my God. I mean, like, as it, <laughs> it relates to like Lucas Hedges, you know, don't make it, don't try to mine people for content. Listen. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So stuff like that. Yeah. As it relates okay. to the episode. So I guess I just said all my shit. There's your Dewey Doos. There's Damn, my Dewey Doos. Yeah. Uh, quick Dewey Doo. Dewey do subscribe to Hung Up. Oh, we'll, we'll plug it. We'll plug it. Yeah. In, um, in okay. I'm going to say Dewey. Okay. Dewey don't. Derma roll at home. If you do, I'm like so scared for you. It honestly feels so scary. Um, but I can I say do we will yeah. try yeah. MP? That's gonna be like my cool. next purchase, I think. I need a new SPF. Yeah. You should get Hell the yeah. tinted one because it like I don't know, blends in better with my skin tone. So I'll check. Um do we do do we do keep drinking a lot of water? My mouth is really dry right now. I forgot to drink water today. Uh, do we do check out Let Them Talk? Uh, in case you need some context for listening to this uh, this episode. Yeah. Uh, do we do just search all of Hunter Harris's writing and just, if you don't follow her on Instagram or, or Twitter, Twitter, you're losing out. Yeah. You know, there you have quite the fan base, a very dedicated and for a good reason, you know. Mm-hmm. We're, we're oh, there with you. We're always liking your shit. Oh, yeah. um, do we do? 
I don't know. I have one, but I lost it. It happens to well, us. I, we're trying to get it, better at I, this. Yeah, I, like, I, I, I take notes now during the podcast. So I'm like, okay. Okay. Do we don't use, <laughs> do we don't eat blue food, I guess? <laughs> Thank um, you. <laughs> or put blue stuff on your face? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Don't, don't, yeah. I don't we even know a, if there's any blue skincare, really. I mean, yeah, Tatcha no, kind got, of. Well, Henriksen sent us this cold, like, plunge pore mask, and it's so blue. It's like bright blue. I did it like once and I felt, I feel like it made my nose peel a little bit. So I haven't done it since, but I'll, we'll, we'll do it. We'll upload a photo. It's really blue. It's actually looks exactly like that. Damn. Upload the photo to, to where Emilio? To Patreon for all our beautiful subscribers. We don't have one yet. (laughs) No, we don't have one, but, um, (laughs) okay. I'll close it off with, I do, we won't delete this episode on accident. Holy shit. Um, What's nice with the zoom is like, I'm recording at this. This isn't Emilio's thing, but like fall, but like. There's so many ways to capture all of this. Yeah, we're um, like three layers. Um, it, it, I I've done quite a few Zoom interviews, and I like just check in the corner to make sure it's recording like every 20 minutes, just yeah. because I'm so paranoid. I do the well, same th- thing. Thank you for checking on ours. If you have, thank you. Of course. <laughs> I, for a minute, I panicked, but that was because my was in full screen and my toolbar was well, over it. We don't blame you. We're pretty traumatized from the last experience, so. <laughs> Okay, this is so much better than last time. I'm so happy. Yeah, I'm so happy too. Honestly, it is really great because it's like, I feel like now that we're like, what's, I'll I'll stop talking, but like, it's really great to talk to people via Zoom and podcasting when there's like a second lockdown looming and like just meeting people again and like having great conversations. I mean, like, since I live alone, it's like there'll be days where I don't speak to people. And so it's kind of just, it's a breath of fresh air. I, I mean, my Christmas tree is still up. Like, I, I'm not doing any fucking thing. It's still 2020, baby. <laughs> All right. Well, that's episode 30. Thank you so much for coming on. Thanks, Hunter. Say hi to Andrew. Um, also, yeah. tell him congrats on um, his uh, jammies, right? Jambies, yes. Jambies, fuck. Yeah, tell him congrats on that. Okay, I will. Bye. You know, you, bye. Bye. <laughs>